Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show and this spinoff podcast, The Fiona Show, hot off the press. Here, of course, we deliver game-changing transfer pricing headlines, and these days there's a lot of it. And no, we're not just talking about France's new digital services tax, but that was a bold move now, wasn't it? We have updates from Thailand, the OECD, Gibraltar, and oh heck, let's just get to it already. Here's a look at transfer pricing news hot off the press. Thailand may not be a member of the OECD, but you can't deny the country is warming up to the organization's transfer pricing guidelines. What else would you make of the ministerial regulation or the draft MR as it's dubbed submitted by the Thai Ministry of Finance to the Thai cabinet in June? The draft issues a long list of transfer pricing documentation guidance that may make you wonder, hmm, where have I heard of this before? A few highlights, while Thai tax authorities used to accept only three transfer pricing methods, the comparable uncontrolled price, the resale price method, and the cost plus method. Draft MR embraces the transactional net margin and the transaction profit split methods as well. To determine arm's length transactions, the draft introduces a comparability analysis with mandates to describe functions, risks, economic circumstances, and other traits the OECD loves. Buying services from a subsidiary? You better be able to prove that you need them because if there's any doubt, you won't be able to deduct those expenses later. The draft also lists specifics for evaluating intangibles, i.e. benefits, geographic limitations, the rights to co-develop in the future, yada, yada, yada. For Thailand, these new regulations mean a lot of changes, but for the rest of us, that's just business as usual. The OECD has the best of intentions with its goal to release a digital tax plan by the end of 2020, but sorry, France is just impatient. The country's upper house just passed its own digital services tax, a 3% levy on turnover to companies with revenue of more than 750 million euros globally and 25 million euros in France. The UK is thinking similarly. It recently published plans for a 2% tax starting in April 2020 if a global one hasn't yet emerged. Spain won't be far behind. The countries feel that digital companies are enjoying unfair tax advantages. Amazon, for example, paid the UK 1.7 million pounds despite making 72.3 million pounds in profit. You got to admit, you can see their point. Still, their unilateral approaches aren't meant to replace a multilateral solution. Just not so subtle reminders to uh, speed one up. If you ever need proof that solid benchmarking is worth the effort, talk to IKEA Distribution Services. The Spanish IKEA subsidiary found itself in a debatable situation over a multi-year benchmark analysis that went all the way to the Spanish Appeals Court. The nutshell? The company, which sells products to related party retail companies, use the transactional net margin method, or the TNMM, to compare intercompany transactions for 2006, 2007, and 2008, claiming that the multi-year span was necessary because of the volatility in raw material prices. Sounds reasonable, right? The company identified an interquartile range that extended from 2.1% to 7.6% and determined that if the average return on sales for the three-year period fell in between those numbers, which it did, voila! arm's length. Not so fast, said the Spanish tax authorities who had an issue with year 2007 because of the year's return on sales, which came in at 0.42%, well below the lower quartile of 2.1%. 
The tax authorities wanted 2007's comparison on a standalone basis, in which case the company falls outside the range. Surprise, surprise. And while they were at it, they thought, why not just adjust 2008 too, since that return on sales percentage, though in range, still falls below the median. Complicated enough for you? Let's just say it gets worse, and there's a lot of math involved and debates about which return on sales percentage equals the fairest adjustment, the median or the lower quartile. We won't bore you with the minute details, or are we already too late for that? But we will tell you that 37 million euros were on the line. The Central Administrative Economic Court, the first court that heard the dispute, agreed with the tax authorities about 2007, but not 2008, and said an extra 37 million euros seemed fair. Fortunately, there's a court of appeals, and this one felt differently, nodding to OECD guidelines and determining that there were no, quote, defects in the comparison, unquote. The court ordered that 2007 should be adjusted to the lower quartile, not the median, saving the taxpayer a lot of money. As for 2008, the appeals court sided with the IKEA subsidiary, saying the words that every taxpayer loves to hear, no adjustment necessary. Gibraltar is surely not the last, but at press time anyway, it's the latest country to join the OECD's inclusive framework on BEPS, bringing the total number of countries and jurisdictions that make up the tax governing body to a whopping 130. Wait, what's that? Okay, scratch that. This just in Bosnia has joined the inclusive framework, bringing the country tally to 131. Told you Gibraltar would not be the last. As you may know, the inclusive framework's goal is to make sure a minimum tax avoidance in international tax standard are enforced worldwide. Now that Gibraltar and Bosnia are part of the club, they must turn these standards, along with a few on cross-border disputes, into law. And while that may seem like enough to keep them busy for the rest of the century, that's just the tip of the tax iceberg. The framework's latest and perhaps most challenging endeavor is setting up an international tax regime that works in a digital economy and that the whole world can agree on. Now, who can foresee any obstacles with that one? Not I. Well, those are the transfer pricing headlines this week. Want to know more? Subscribe to The Fiona Show, Hot Off the Press, on iTunes. And don't forget about our Anchor Transfer Pricing Podcast, which gives you new perspectives, rules, and valuable information about the dicey, I mean ever-changing, world of transfer pricing. It even allows you to earn CPE credits. I know, pretty cool. This podcast is engineered and hosted by yours truly. Marilyn Mitchum-Strom is our executive producer and writes our scripts. I'm Matthew DeMello. I'll be back next week with more transfer pricing news hot off the press.